Hey, Sugar Fiends, this is Jamie Love with an impromptu Sugar Cast, Sugar Blast, whichever you prefer. Uh, we got a treat today because joining us is the magnificent Sean Hatton. Hello, thanks for having me, man. Hey, thanks for coming by. I don't get to talk to you nearly enough. I agree. Yeah, Sean, you may know from the Elect Play where he reports on many, many video games, um, which is an interesting business. I was thinking of getting into that, but is the money good? <laughs> you've been reading uh things that people have tweeted me uh uh it's uh it's a decent business if you can make a go at it and and talking about video games for a living is pretty much a dream come true so of course yeah i i would i would agree with that yeah but we're here to talk about a video game today because you announced or i guess pr revealed that you're doing a song for an upcoming game that's right, for Mutant Blob's attack on the PS Vita. I'm pretty excited about this, um, not only to be a part of the project, because I really liked uh, Tales from Space about a blob, but also the fact that I could finally talk about it now, because it's something that I've been keeping quiet about um, for several months <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, when you told me, I like I was couldn't believe I didn't know about it ahead of time. Yeah. But... Yeah. Uh, so how did that come about with uh, Drinkbox is making a game here in Toronto? That's right. So uh, a while back I had reviewed and borrowed a bunch of stuff from Korg Canada because part of the show, uh, I like play, um, part of what I do there is I like to check out cool tech and I because I'm musically inclined or like to think I am anyway, I reached out to Korg and said, hey, you've got some cool new synthesizers. I'd love to have them on the show. And so they sent me all this cool stuff to play around with for about a month, and I decided that I would have a go at it and try to use it, try to use this stuff as much as possible and record some silly songs. And so I, <laughs> I did that, and they were just like silly songs about things that annoyed me, like being stuck in traffic and that sort of thing. And I posted them, and not too long after, um, Graham and Ryan from Drinkbox Studios contacted me via email saying that the guys in the office really, really like these songs and they're, <laughs> they're digging them. And they asked if I'd be interested in doing something for Mutant Blob's Attack. And I, of course, said, yeah, because damn, like getting to do any sort of music is fun, but getting to do music when someone asks you to is, is uh, quite an honor. And the fact, right. the fact that I really loved the first game as well just, just added to that. It's not like these were random guys who had never done anything before or had done a game that I thought was bad. Like they made a really kick-ass game and right. now this is the follow-up and, and it just feels awesome to, to be part of this project and, and work with these guys. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, you're getting to merge, I mean, what you do for a living and your one passion with, I know you've always been interested in music from the day I've met you. So I mean, to bring those two things together just seems like a dream come true. Yeah, it's a really nice marriage of the two worlds. And uh, another thing that I should note about this game is that the uh, the rest of the music is is pretty awesome as well. It's done by this guy, Peter Chapman, who is a friend. Right. And, and he's also done a lot of hip-hop production in Toronto. And he, he's done some TV show composing as well. But yeah, the, the music is really cool. And uh, the game looks and plays fantastic from what I've seen so far. And I think when this thing comes out, people are really going to dig it if they like old school style platformers that are kind of difficult and uh, and things that require you to think a little bit before heading in and running into things. 
Uh, now it's it's being made. The game's being made in Toronto, and we're talking about Toronto music and the Vita. And it seems like the Vita is giving Toronto a real chance to shine um, because we have mutant blobs and we also have sound shapes. Yeah, that's that's really cool about the the Vita. There's so many different devs in Toronto, uh, so many really talented ones, and the fact that John Mack and uh, the rest of the team at Queasy Games with uh, Shahan over there uh, doing a lot of music for Sound Shapes, it, it's cool that they were also finally able to finally announce that they were working yeah. on a Vita game because a lot of people were waiting uh, waiting on the follow-up to Everyday Shooter and you know we know John's been busy but he just hadn't been saying what he was doing <laughs> right <laughs> and, and it seemed like a really long time that no one knew what the hell he was up to yeah like we knew that he and Shahan were working together but you know it would have been anybody's guess and then you know it wasn't too long ago if you think about it that the Vita was officially announced yeah so uh it just it, it's been a really crazy last year and finding out what people have been up to and i'm sure as the months continue to unfold and and vita comes out that we're going to see a lot of the toronto dev guys uh attempt to do things on it and it's going to be pretty cool yeah i I definitely agree and it's really a testament to sony's been uh working a lot harder to work with smaller teams and other devs and open up the floodgates yeah definitely um anyway so i had a chance to listen to the album yesterday um you did the credit song and then you did a bunch of remixes and i i really love the megashon or no the dj finish him remix and the game bro remix especially oh thanks um and it's hard to notice that the theme of your credit song is uh, definitely guilt yes yeah it is (laughs) it is guilt and and when those guys came up to me and asked if i'd want to do something I had a phone meeting with them where we just talked about things that, well, what could this song be about? Because I knew that there had to be lyrics in the song because they liked the goofy lyrics that I had for all the uh, the other goofy songs that I had done. Right. And so we were just brainstorming different things, and, and they were telling me what the overall plot of the game was. And this was still pretty early in development, so things were still um, likely to change. And... Uh, they told me what the, what the gist was, and I said, well, what if the song is by, you know, one of the scientists who's responsible for unleashing this this menace on the world? And I started to just think, like, if, if I had done that, I'd feel pretty guilty for, <laughs> for, for whatever. Cause it, you know, I, I tend to like the sort of villains that you can relate to in a way and feel right. some sort of empathy for, like... Um, so I'd like to think of this guy as maybe he was an evil scientist and he was <laughs> making this blob for whatever, you know, to, to cause evil and, and commotion. But things got out of control. He made the blob perhaps a little too good. It escapes and then destroys the world eventually. And uh, yeah, so it's just his lament. And I went through several different versions of the song, uh, not really knowing how long it would have to be because right. I knew that you know, typical video game credits are about a minute to maybe three minutes. And I had done this really long draft of the lyrics that also included parts where the blob was singing about how he's, <laughs> how he's a blob and he's badass and he's going to eat you and all this other stuff. But there wasn't enough time to, uh, to actually not enough physical time in the credits to have the blob refrain, you know, 
Oh, you see, you need a bigger publisher because I find when they have to thank all the departments across the world, you get like an extra two minutes of credits right there, well, right? Maybe uh, should there be a third game in the Tales from Space series, we can have a really long credit sequence, a ridiculously long one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty cool to to have an evolution of the song and then because at first when you come up with ideas i don't know how it is um with you when you're writing your blog posts and and your uh reviews and, and this kind of thing but anytime i've ever written something the first draft is always way longer than it needs to be and then you start cutting things out and and so yeah. i started cutting things out of this song uh which at the time was a poem and then once i got to the gist of okay what is the meat of the song and so the meat of the song is this guy's like oh crap i can't believe i did this we're all screwed and i'm sorry so <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, i like that you don't usually get sympathy for the scientist usually i would expect to hear the blob side of the story entirely so uh, that, that pleasantly surprised me when i heard it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh I'm pretty happy with the way it turned out, actually, and uh, and I hope that. Well, I know the Drinkbox guys are too, and I hope when people play the game and they come to the end that they stick around and not only listen to the song but also uh, take a look at the names of all the really cool people that helped put the game together. Right. So. Um, you know, Sega got me to do that in the summer with Captain America because they gave me an achievement for it. Oh, okay. Well, see, that's... Called credit where credit is due. I thought that was pretty clever. That is, that is. So <laughs> it could be one of those achievements that people will end up finishing the game and then just walking away or switching their video input to something else. And, you know, they... Well, here, you know, just so everybody knows, listening to the song and watching the credit sequence is a personal achievement. It is. Um, that, it is. that Sean will recognize and appreciate, so... <laughs> I will high five everyone who beats the game. There you go. Twitter high fives for everybody who beats the game and sticks around. Exactly. Thank you for saying Twitter high fives because it could have been costly otherwise for me. Yeah, you know, it popped in there that you don't want to be flying around the world giving people high fives. Oh. So <laughs> maybe E3 high fives or event high fives, wherever. There you go. Well, maybe. Now, speaking of guilt, just before I let you get away for the day. Okay. Um, I don't know if people out there know this, but you're actually um, responsible for getting me into game writing. I am, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a, not unlike the scientific rate at the blob. So, and I thought people might find that interesting because any readers that um, at Game Sugar that don't know that is that you're kind of responsible for my interest in the biz, and then in a way responsible for Game Sugar's existence. Right. So, yeah. Do you have any laments about that? No, not at all. I've always been a fan well, of all all the stuff that you write about, and I really dig Game Sugar like since its inception, and I love the stuff that you cover, and uh, and just the way that you mix in the uh the mainstream stuff that you know more people are interested in with uh a lot of great coverage on games that a lot of outlets just don't pay attention to and who quite frankly should because they're amazing games um and it's uh, it's good to know that you are representing that that community where there are a lot of people who do like these i guess you could call them niche titles right uh it's nice to see some uh, professional representation of of the niche titles because you you know there are a lot of fans of these things who want to see what other people think of the games and they want news on it and just a lot of other sites don't really cater to that and and just the fact that you strike that balance so well is is really really good and really inspiring really 
Well, shucks, man. I was just teasing you, but thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, no problem. No problem. Um, but yeah, apart from that, uh, the, we, uh, we did do some, some pretty cool stuff back in the Toronto Thumbs days when we were both writing for that site. Yeah, and, yeah it's... Uh, you know, getting back into the present because we're talking about gaming and music. You're also doing the music for an indie title. That's right. Called They Bleed Pixels, which um, I hope to play someday this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll get to play it someday this year. Uh, hopefully someday soon. I'm still um, touching up a few tracks for it. Uh, the the mix that I, I was at um, the last time I had worked on these songs, it's, it's a pretty lengthy soundtrack, and um, it's a little too bassy for some, some uh, cheaper speakers. So if someone's not using right. a really cool sound system, it might not sound as well. So as great rather and uh, so we just have to go back and adjust the the eq on it and just make sure that all the se- the sounds that we're using in the game loop nicely uh, now obviously that's been like a much bigger time commitment because you're trying to you know you're working on music that's going to be synced directly to the gameplay yeah it has been very interesting in the fact that uh my approach to making music for that like this is this is a game uh they bleed pixels uh, where i'm doing all the music in it so it's not like right. okay i'm just doing this one track and whatever so it's been interesting working on that because there will be days where i sit down and i think to myself okay i've got some melodies in my head let's get this down and i'll sit down for a few hours maybe up to four or five hours and just bang out several songs usually about three songs and then i listen to them repeatedly until i annoy myself with them and then if there are any songs that I'm not annoyed with, then they don't get deleted and they get... Now, do you, do you ever pop in like an old 2D game and listen to the tracks you've made just playing around with, you know, movement in games and seeing how you feel about it? No, I don't. That's actually no. a really cool idea that I should do. Um, <laughs> but the only times that I, I play the game and with music is when I'm playing a build of They Bleed Pixels and they've put in a song and I get to see how it feels and... And the guys who are working on it, Miguel and Andrew at Spooky Squid, they do uh, very much the same thing where they'll be sitting at home or working on the game and they get an email with a bunch of new songs in it and then they try them out and they see how how they fit into the levels that they've already got. And sometimes, which is the really cool thing, is that they'll get a song and then think of a level design or right. get inspired by the song, which is nice. So there's been lots of... Um, inspiring back and forth really about um about the songs and and the levels so like i'll play something and then i'll have an idea for maybe uh a bit of a riff that would go along with it and right and uh and i'm always thinking of how the game looks and feels while i'm making the songs and and you know sometimes i get really creepy feelings from certain levels (laughs) and some some, (laughs) sometimes sorry (laughs) and sometimes i get feelings like Okay, I want to run through this and just beat the crap out of everything really quick. Right. And so there's and that one uh, that one's coming to Xbox Live Indie. That's right. And then the uh, the deal with that is that hopefully they will also port it over to other services. So I'd love to see it on PSN. I'd love to see it on. Uh, I'd actually really love to see it on the 3DS eShop since they're getting a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, they really have been. Yeah, like uh, Mutant Muds, freaking yeah. fantastic Pushmo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, v- which we won't try to pronounce. 
<laughs> I saw a review on that where uh, Scott Jones actually did a pocket review and he was calling it Vivivivivivi. <laughs> I don't know I was if gonna I going to try calling it V6 and like, you V6. know, kind of like Alien, Alien 3. I know some people call it Alien Cubed. Oh, yeah. Well, in, in the poster design, it does look like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, thanks for uh, talking to us about uh, music and gaming and a little bit of journaling and. Hey, nope. You, you, wear, you got a lot of hats you wear. I do. I do. I, uh, I have my favorite hat is this uh, really interesting, uh, obnoxious one that is like a Viking hat, but it's stuffed. <laughs> and uh, I'll have to take a picture of me wearing it and send that to you because it's... Yes, you, you definitely will. <laughs> I might just, I'm, it might just be the only hat I wear all winter, so... I knew you weren't just going to say fedora. That would just be too easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think a fedora would fit anyway with my big hair, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks again for uh, talk, taking some time to talk to us about um, Blob's Attack and They Believe Pixels and all things Megashawn. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for having me, man. No, it's always, uh, you have to come back and maybe we'll do some uh, podcasting or something. I'm going to get that going again one day soon. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Let's let's hook that up and get Greg to uh, to tell us what time he is available that isn't a ridiculous time. Yes, that would be good. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, I think we're I'd be allowed, so we'll give everybody a chance to listen to the song. All right. And uh, that'll be that. All right, enjoy, guys, and thanks. Yep, good talking to you, Sean. Cool.